Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Alexis Garcia and Justin Nielsen here to break down the market action in today's session for Monday, November 27th. And Justin, another relatively quiet day for the markets, but overall things are looking pretty good as we head into the last week of November. Yeah, we were looking for a pause. We have gotten that, but you know what? It's not affecting all stocks. So we'll talk about some of the big movers today, including Carpenter Technology, Amazon.com, and you know what? I'm going to throw in Shopify as an extra bonus here. Uh, and also let's talk about Elf Beauty. Well, we love a little uh, bonus here <laughs> on Cyber Monday. Uh, we'll get to those stocks, but first let's check on in with the major indexes. The NASDAQ down fractionally today, the S&P 500 down two-tenths of a percent, the Dow Jones also down around two-tenths of a percent, and the Russell 2000 down about three-tenths of a percent. All right, Justin, so let's dive in here with a closer look at the NASDAQ. I don't know if you want to do that or the Qs first. Gentlemen yeah, the NASDAQ is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the NASDAQ is just fine. I mean, really what we've seen here is that we're just getting comfortable here above the 14,000 level, which is not a bad place to get comfortable. Uh, we kind of had all these obstacles that we wanted the NASDAQ to overcome, and it's done that pretty handily. And additionally, we haven't really had distribution along the way. We had this one day on November 9th, uh, and that actually dropped off. We have two ways in which we drop off distribution. Number one, time starts making distribution days less relevant. And number two, progress. And in this case, we have more than 5%, 6% progress that we got last week uh, that dropped that distribution day off. So we're pretty much distribution free. And as you mentioned, this November has been very strong for the index, starting with the follow through day back on November 1st. Uh, nice rally and the digestion here right above 14,000, I think is well-deserved. Right. And as you mentioned, a powerful month, uh, the NASDAQ up about 11% so far this month. And so then looking at this now, moving forward, as things maybe start to get a little extended, what are you looking for as terms of trying to manage your portfolio as things maybe start tapping the brakes here? Well, you know, a pause is great in terms of offering new possibilities, right? So uh, we could be looking for places where we might add on to our positions, like a three weeks tight, um, maybe a pullback to the 50-day moving average line, or even better, a 50-day moving average line that catches up to the stock. Um, or there could be brand new opportunities. Uh, we've been mentioning some of the stocks that have been setting up here lately. We'll cover a, a few more today. Uh, but that's, that's what I'm looking for. I, I was lucky enough to kind of ramp up my exposure fairly quickly uh, at the beginning of November. Um, but, you know, there's still some positioning I can do. There's still some cash I have on the table uh, ready to deploy for the right opportunity. And so that's just being patient and waiting for that, that pitch to come. Yeah, so important to not go chasing uh, some of these stocks. Uh, let's hop on over now to the S&P 500. Uh, again, not too much change today, volume light. What are you seeing here? Well, here we uh, are, are kind of the level of interest is the 4,500 level. So that's, that's right here. And if we looked at a weekly chart, you know, you could take that 4,500 level. Um, you can see that it's kind of important all the way back, you know, all the way back here, you know, so it's nice that we're getting ourselves comfortable above this level. And as long as we stay above there, I think that's a good thing. Um, we're continuing to remain above the 10 day moving average line, the 21 day moving average line, the 50 day, the 200 day, and they're all stacked appropriately. So these indexes are, are looking much stronger. And, you know, 
the the Russell 2000 has been kind of the lagging one, and it was nice to see that despite this reversal that we had uh, at the 200-day moving average line, we're starting to get back to that 1800 level. Most importantly, after the reversal and the next day down, we really kind of stopped. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd like to see small caps participate. That's going to help our breadth issue that we've had for most of this year, where it's been the Magnificent Seven getting all the attention, sucking the air out of the room. Uh, it'd be nice to see some of the smaller players uh, you know, get in there as well. Yeah, it's been all about the mega caps for sure. Uh, let's wrap up by taking a quick look at the Dow and get your thoughts there. Well, you know, if, again, if you look at the weekly chart here, the fact that we're kind of getting back up to these previous highs and we're getting ourselves comfortable right above 35,000, I think is a good thing. Um, this has actually been a, a fairly strong move, but you have to keep in mind, look, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it's only 30 stocks. It's price weighted. That means some of those higher price stocks can have an undue influence. But Again, it's nice to see that there's participation from all the indexes. Uh, again, if we can just get that Russell back above the 200-day moving average line in a big way, I think that'll be the final piece of the puzzle. It would be a, a nice holiday treat. And, and speaking <laughs> of market breath, uh, let's take a look at RSP. Yeah, and, and th this looks a lot like the Russell 2000. It's the equal weighted S&P 500, but this has gotten above its 200-day moving average line, unlike the Russell. So uh, the fact that it's kind of putting some time in above here, I think is is something that's a positive. We are, um, you know, just real quickly, if you look at the NYSE advanced decline line, you can see that we've been trending above this 10-day average for the advanced decline line. I think that's also a positive thing, kind of showing that there's more breadth here. Um, we didn't see the breadth today uh, necessarily, um, you know, because we had decliners outpacing advancers, um, but not in a huge way. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't at the two-to-one level for either the NYSE or the NASDAQ. All right, let's quickly check in on the 10-year Treasury yield. That is also down today about 2%. Uh, so what is that saying that are, are, are investors thinking maybe that feeling a little bit better about these interest rate hikes here? It certainly seems like uh, the, the the consensus. For the time uh, being. Yeah, for the time being, the consensus among the market is that the uh, the Fed is most likely done, and now people are looking at where do we get the rate cuts happening. You know, is that going to happen um, in the in the first half of the year? You know, towards the end of the first half of the year, or is it going to be pushed to the second half of the year? Um, but that really seems to be what's driving a lot of uh, people you know, investors right now. Uh, you also have to keep in mind that there is this idea of the, uh, the soft landing that's getting more and more attention. And so if that's something that we can see happen and actually come to fruition, I think that's something that's going to make investors feel a little bit better. But, uh, you know, recessions are tricky, right? You don't know you're in one until after the fact, after the data comes out. Um, but look, my, my, my wife was out shopping this weekend uh, and she was saying, I don't see a recession here. You know, there was a lot of shopping going on. We had re record-breaking uh, numbers that were uh, reported by Adobe Analytics for Black Friday, um, over nine billion. And uh, you know, that's something to consider. Maybe, maybe this soft landing is something that the Fed was able to maneuver. Yeah, and I, as you mentioned, I was also uh, out at the shops this weekend, and it, it definitely didn't look as if uh, consumers <laughs> were thinking it, it was a recession for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's check on in on some sector action with uh, the Spider Gold shares, ticker GLD. 
and th this is in a buy zone here. Uh, what are you liking about this? Well, you know, it's just interesting to note here that gold, uh, you know, as represented by these GLD, the spider gold shares um, has done fairly well recently, you know, setting up this double bottom base and really holding there. Um, GDX, which is the miners, is another way to play this. Um, this actually got above, you know, or, or right up to its 200-day moving average line. Um, GDXJ, which is the uh, junior miners, uh, that did surpass its 200-day moving average line. So uh, it's just something to keep in mind as you're looking at treasury yields, as you're looking at the value of the dollar. Uh, we often look at UUP for that. Um, as you're looking at all these things, um, keep in mind, the way it affects commodities as well, including gold. Uh, a lot of people looking at that as a, a potential safe haven for uh, some, you know, some possible wall of worry that we're going to be climbing. Um, but, you know, the fact is gold is coming from uh, this really long base. If you look on the monthly chart um, and if it breaks out of here, that's something that I think a lot of the gold bugs are going to be very interested in. All right, let's take a look then at the Spider S&P Retail XRT. As you mentioned, a lot of shopping happening over the last week or so. Uh, down slightly today, about six tenths of a percent. Uh, what's your take on the action here? Well, here again, what I'm interested in is the, the fact that it's gotten above its 200-day moving average line. And we have seen, despite the weakness that we really saw in retail, we have seen these pockets of strength where uh, you got to look at those stocks that have you know, been above their 200-day moving average lines for a while, the ones that are above their 50-day moving average lines for a while, the ones that are actually close to new highs, whereas XRT still has a long ways to go to its highs. So um, as as ugly as XRT, this retail ETF has looked, um, there have been those pockets of strength. Here again, it's a breadth issue. If we can get more retail participating to uh, join ANF, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch um, and Amazon, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, that's something that could really do a lot of good for uh, the consumer, um, you know, the consumer sentiment and uh, for stocks as well as, as spending happens. And this is definitely the time of year for retail to be a putting its foot on the gas here. Um, well, let's jump on over to those stocks then. You mentioned Carpenter Technology, CRS. Nice gain today of about 7% high volume breaking out of this cup with handle base. Yeah, so we actually uh, mentioned this on IBD Live this morning, and I'm just going to go ahead and switch over to the five-minute chart real quick, and you can see that there was this really nice move here. Um, on the five-minute chart, it was kind of clearing this area, kind of giving you an early entry around 70, and it just didn't stop going. And eventually, that took it above the 7130 uh, buy point of this cup with handle. And uh, this got added to leaderboard, uh, something that was looking very interesting. A lot of volume behind it, 173% above average. That's exactly what you want to see. And here's a relative strength line that's getting into new high ground right there with the price. So that's also a big positive. Um, this is, if you want a little bit more information on what this steel specialty alloys is all about, uh, Jed Graham wrote a stock of the day, uh, IBD stock of the day back on November 21st. So I was reading that and it's real interesting. Uh, you know, I always think of this as being kind of an aerospace defense play because that's where uh, over 50% of their business comes from, but they are diversified into other things too. So that's worth noting. And I think uh, an article worth reading to kind of learn a little bit more about this stock. All right, well, let's switch on over to a name a lot of people are probably familiar with, Amazon, ticker A-M-Z-N. And we had a big shopping weekend here. That's up 
nicely today, about seven tenths of a percent, hovering near near that buy zone here. So, what are you seeing with Amazon? Yeah, this is exactly what I was talking about, where if we can get some of these stocks that have come up to their highs to pause a little bit and then break out, uh, that, that could be ideal action. Now, the question is, how long of a pause is enough? To, to, to kind of feel comfortable. Um, so certainly what we saw with CRS was a nice little pause there and then the pop. Um, this was a little bit of a pop, but a little bit more muted, uh, only up 60, you know, six tenths of a percent by the end of the day. Uh, but this is one of the behemoths. And we have to remember that uh, according to Adobe Analytics, there was a 9.8 billion record sales coming from Black Friday. Um, I should also mention that Shopify, uh, which uh, is, is, is in the- I was gonna say, software. you were talking about a pause. It doesn't look like Shopify <laughs> wants to pause. I'm yeah. up 9% today and having volume. <laughs> right, it, it, it was definitely, uh, not a pause here. And Shopify announced that, you know, they kind of were looking at 4.1 billion on Black Friday. Uh, something else that Adobe Analytics was saying is that uh, they raised their forecast for Cyber Monday sales to 12.4 billion. So you could just imagine if those companies were doing well uh, on Black Friday, um, what Cyber Monday might hold for them. But certainly this is something, you know, Shopify is out of there, Amazon is not, but then you have to kind of weigh, am I getting into the, the true leader of this group or uh, one that's kind of gonna be a little bit slower? Amazon and the Magnificent Seven, uh, uh, it's it's undeniable what a great move that these have had from their bottom and were really the winners of 2023. Uh, this is what's made the indexes up as much as they have been, even though many people haven't seen the same gains in their portfolio of individual stocks. Um, but this this pause here doesn't quite show up on the weekly chart, right? We see it on the daily when you look at it, um, a little bit of a pause right here at that 145.86 buy point. But this is working on the sixth up, up week in a row for amazon.com. So uh, it's a little bit tricky, you know, and that's why we like to look at both daily and weekly charts to give us a really good sense of what's happening. All right, Justin, let's wrap it up with Elf Beauty, ticker E-L-E-F. And I don't know about you, but I've been seeing nonstop ads uh, with <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge on this one. And Again, a nice gain today of about 2.7%. So what's going on with Elf Beauty? Well, you know, they had a short report out uh, a while back and that really just kind of decimated the stock. Let's not forget that Elf was uh, truly one of those big leaders of 2023. Uh, just, just a huge move here that it had. Um, and then we, as you would expect, hey, look, it's got to take a pause at some point. Now, I know that MarketWatch had an article about DA Davidson, um, you know, commenting on this being a top pick for theirs. They were looking at Black Friday sales. They were measuring how much space is Elf taking at Target, you know, and they're up to 14, 14 feet uh, right up there with L'Oreal. So, you know, Elf Beauty is not going away. A lot of people like the price point uh, that it's at. Uh, certainly for folks that are maybe having a little bit more of a struggle economically, um, you know, and you're not willing to give up certain pleasures, uh, Elf Beauty is providing them a way to get, you know, a good product for cheap. Um, what I like about the chart here is that we we got support right around this 200-day moving average line, right around the 100 level, and now we're back above the 50-day moving average line. So what I'm looking at is, okay, where, you know, what, what's going to turn this 50-day moving average line around? And the 18th, right around here, is where we're going to start seeing prices drop off 
in order to calculate this 50-day moving average line. So as we, you know, as we get below here and as this kind of comes up, you're going to see that 50-day moving average line turn. And here again, we had a little bit of a pause that we tried to pop out of. Uh, it was still a good gain, you know, over 2.5%, but well off the lows. It was up uh, significantly more earlier today. So I think this is one to watch. Um, and potentially look at for another opportunity to buy as it carves up uh, the right side of this cup. All right. Well, thank you so much, Justin. And that's it for today. We'll be back with more market analysis tomorrow morning, starting with IBD Live. You can head on over to investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow after the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.